Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. this today you you need it you needed a little Hendrix you owe that to yourself a man who definitely always needs a little Jimi Hendrix as well and is always appreciative of it on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline he is one of our favorites he is Tom Withers Tom how are you buddy I thought it was Stevie Ray for a second you had me no that's that's Hendrix I want to say is that Band of Gypsies bone yeah Band of Gypsies fine tells you how much All, all good it tells you I'll how much time off. I have spent with a record player, Tom. That's that's really all that is. <laughs> happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well, and a very happy holidays. All right, buddy, let's let's start with Thanks. the Browns, and then we'll do Cavs a, a little bit later on. Okay. Where are you with this, with this Browns team right now going against the Commanders? It sounds like all the starters are going to play, and they are going to go in trying to win the last two games of the season to put good tape together and try to put Watson in the best position to succeed. Do you agree with that idea? I'm going to give you the standard Berea answer. And I'm just focused on Sunday. Uh, we're taking this a game at a time. Um, there's a lot to unpack there, Dan. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm fine with their approach. I think it's important for this team to finish strong. I mean, we've seen, and, and especially this year, Dan, given given the Watson suspension, which let's be honest, that shaped everything, right? I think if every, once everybody knew the length of that suspension, you had to take, you had to view this season through an entirely different lens. And so we'll start with that. So I think it's very important for them to, yes, play those starters. Yes. Knock some more rust off of Watson. Make sure that the Watson Stefanski relationship is the one you want to have going forward. Um, get this offense looking like it's supposed to look um, obviously tackle somebody on defense who wants to play on this defense who's worth keeping back. I think there's so many things that, that can be answered over these, these final two weeks. Um, I also think it's a good chance for, for Kevin Stefanski to show um, if he does in fact have his players attention, if they do respect him and love him, like Deshaun Watson said yesterday. So yeah, while these, these two games don't mean much in the standings, I do think they'd mean quite a bit for the Browns. Where are we right now with Joe Woods and the defense? Well, I mean, somebody is clearly going to take the fall in the offseason for whatever the record might be. And then, you know, how this defense looks throughout the year. And listen, Dan, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pat myself on the back. And um, some of my other colleagues were in line with me on this. From training camp, we would look at that defense and say, you know what? They're probably going to be able to get to the quarterback. How are they going to stop the run? That was a question from day one, and it really hasn't been answered. And in fairness to Joe Woods, who I think is a terrific guy and 
Uh, I really like him a lot. He's very obviously very personable. I think he is a good coach. Two years ago, they decided when they lost to Kansas City that this defense had to be mobile, sideline to sideline, be able to cover guys like Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and be fast. And to be fast, you needed to be small. Well, then they forgot about the big boys up front. And that's what teams have done all year, Dan, as you've mentioned, is they've they've identified the weakness of this team, which is being able to stop the run on a consistent basis and just run it down their throats. I think they've had seven games in which they've given up at least 150 yards. They had back-to-back weeks where they gave up 200 yards plus uh, in two losses. So um, it's it's been a huge problem. In, in fairness to Joe as well, I mean, he lost four linebackers to season-ending injuries. He was given defensive tackles who are inexperienced and, and undersized to begin with. You know, he's got a guy in Jadavian Clowney who, you know, gives you max effort in chasing the quarterback. He was not the run stopper that – you would hope he was out. He was without Denzel Ward for a game or two. He was without Greg Newsom for a game or two. He was integrating a young safety in Grand Delpit, who clearly had some communication issues with the rest of the secondary early on. So, you know, I think for Joe, unfortunately, it's been kind of plugging that dike, right? It's been one problem and then another one springs open. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be fired at the end of the season. It certainly seems to be trending in that direction only because, I think somebody is going to have to be accountable for what's happened. Right. And it's one of those, Tom, where you can easily point at Andrew Barry and just go, okay, I understand you can't pay everybody. I understand yeah, look what you gave me. Look what you gave me to work with. Right. right? I think it's, a, it's an easy argument for Joe to make. I, I totally agree with Dan, and I'm sorry to interrupt. No, of course, man. Yeah, I think, I think it falls more on the personnel not matching the scheme and vice versa. And listen, and again, I'm, I'm not going to say that I've, I'm the only one. We've been saying this for months here. It just, it, I tell you what, what really showed us too, Dan, was when the Eagles came here and it looked like the varsity playing the JV up front. I mean, they were just manhandling the Browns. And I thought to myself, my God, this is going to be a long year unless they figure something out or somebody suddenly puts on 40 pounds up front and can stuff a hole because they had undersized linebackers. I love Jeremiah Wusukormoa. I think he's a terrific player when he's used in the right system. And he was getting he was getting his head handed to him all the time for teams that were pulling a guard and, and coming through the hole and waiting to see, first of all, waiting to see maybe him take himself out of the play or then just riding him out of the play. And once those running backs, as you know, this is not – this is not eighth grade football. This is not high school football. Once those running backs get beyond that first level, you know, a two-yard gain turns into seven pretty quickly. You're done. And and it's always been my biggest thing with this is where was the – and I get everything that was laid out. Hey, defensive tackles aren't where they were supposed to be. You've gone through all of these linebackers in between there. JOK is an undersized guy who I think the idea the front office had with him was – Derwin James. I want to take this guy. I want to put him in coverage every so often. I want to right. rush the passer with him. I want to do all of these right. different things. Maybe right. not to the level of what the Cowboys are doing with Micah Parsons because that guy's a freak of nature. Yeah. But yeah. that general idea of, okay, I want Same this kind of guy. Player. Right. He's and my Swiss was, Army knife. Yeah, and I think potentially that's what was going to happen, Dan. I'll be honest with you. I think Joe realizes what a weapon he's got there. Now, if you think back, though, to those first games, right, and we're talking about you know, right out of the gate this year, right? Um, you know, Carolina, the Jets, Pittsburgh, Atlanta. What was the underlying problem for the, the Browns defense at that time? It was the communication problems in the secondary, right? 
So Joe Woods is dealing with that problem right out of the gate, and he's thinking to himself, okay, my guys in the back don't know what they're doing, so i got to get them cleaned up before I can even think about being aggressive or using JOK in the kind of ways you just mentioned, Dan. So I think, again, I think it came down to while trying to address one problem, another one happened, and then when you start adding the variables of injuries and guys being banged up, and you know just the the snowball effect that it has when a team starts to run on you that's where we're at that's why we're at where we are tom weathers associated press joining me on the nathomstead chrysler jeep dodge ram hotline helping me lament this defense because i feel like that's what this is <laughs> we're just we're, we're trying to just figure out exactly what happened and why it ended up going that direction i i so, Tom, I, I think, and I, and I hate turning the page to the offseason when there are still two games left to play and all that stuff, but I think if they fix the defensive tackle position, maybe get a little more depth at linebacker, you have the elements here of a team that can make a deep playoff run, and that might be what is the most frustrating thing about this season. What has been the most frustrating thing to you? Yeah, I, I would think just the, the lack of consistency across the board, right? Uh, you know, it's been – you know, one week they run the ball well. You know, one week the offensive line is just not is almost overmatched, and that happened a couple of times this year, which was was shocking. I think the thing that I would caution people about as well, and, and I have to, I always have to remind myself as well, Dan, is that you know, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to, right? And that can be guys that are playing, you know, hurt to the point of injured right on that that fine line of should he be out there or should he not be out there? And I think you had a few of those instances this year with a guy like Wyatt Teller, who's a, who's a terrific player. And I think there were a couple of weeks where, you know, Wyatt being out there was, I'm not going to call him a detriment to the team. Cause I think Wyatt is still a, a very sound player. You know, if he's given you 50%, but I think there were times where the Browns were unable to do things up front because they had guys that were, were banged up and, and, and unable to perform at that, you know, at their standards. And then I'll take that across the board though. I mean, you had games where, you know, DPJ just, you know, inconsistent, David and Joku inconsistent, Amari Cooper for his greatness. He'll tell you now that there were balls that he should have made better plays on this year. You know, Nick Chubb, you know, didn't spring those long runs like we've seen in the past, right? We've already talked about the defense. You got a young kicker who was erratic. The play calling was erratic everything has just been either one extreme or the other. And I think that's been the most frustrating thing for me, uh, not as a fan, but as a reporter is like, who is this team? What are they? What's their identity? I can't figure them out from one week to the next. I don't think anyone can. All right. Last Browns question for you. <laughs> what it, it, this whole season has just been puzzling from the very beginning. I think it, I think it started with the trade that happened in, in uh in march and we've been puzzled well, since to this day like <laughs> you know what though dan self-inflicted right yes i mean this is yes. what this is what they signed up for and they knew that you know there was a the potential for once you get the franchise quarterback you might have to sit him for upwards of a season so you know this is what they brought on themselves so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know cry for the browns in, in those terms i mean this is this is what they did to themselves and and unfairly, you know, this is what happens to fans. You know, you get kind of caught up in the backwash of it all. All right, buddy. So the the Jack Conklin signing, what did you think of it, and what does it tell you about Jedrick Wills? Uh, it tells me that they love Jack Conklin. Um, I like Jack Conklin a lot. I think he's, he's a really good player. He's a guy, like I mentioned before, Dan, that I think there were times where 
he was really fighting through some things to stay out there. I mean, we all know about, you know, the patella tendon tear that, that he fought hard to come back from last year. And then he had a foot injury that was bothering him. And, and Jack's the kind of guy, Dan, that you would mention it to him. And he would just, he'd kind of blow you off. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I'll be out there because that's the kind of player he is. That's the kind of man that he is. I think he's a, I think he's a good citizen. I think he's a, a quiet, unassuming leader in that locker room. Like a lot of those guys are maybe not very vocal, but kind of lead by example, always doing the right thing. You know, he made it clear that he wanted to stay here. Um, I, you know, I think, it, I think it's great for that continuity up front. You know, you've got obviously Joel and, and Wyatt and now Jack Conklin signed to multi-year deals. That's a great thing going forward. I think Ethan Postich has shown that he might be your center going forward. We also forget, forget too, that the Browns went through four centers this year, you know, with season ending injuries. So um, not an ideal situation there. And in terms of, of, of Jedrick Wills, you know, I, I think we've seen flashes, um, but I'll go back to what I said to you before inconsistent you know you just don't see enough of them from him um you know there's been there's been questions about whether or not he's always been healthy and has he been you know have the injuries been to the point where they should have sat him as well so i I think we want to see more like obviously they've got a uh, a decision to to make with him as far as his rookie contract and and that extension coming up here in the offseason so um i think there's still enough to work with there um i think if there had been a, a shift in maybe that kind of thinking in Berea. We may have seen James Hudson or, or somebody else tried out over on that left side. It's an important position, Dan. So um, they've got to get it right. But I, I, I don't think I'm ready to give up on 71 quite yet. Me neither, man. Me neither. Tom Withers, the Associated Press, joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. All right, I got to get a couple Cavs thoughts from you. Uh, last night, Pacers came out, shot 61% from three, and just absolutely – you know, dictated tempo the entire night, got up and down the floor against the Cavaliers. We've had a couple of these games this season, and especially a few of late where the Cavaliers almost seem to have lose their identity and try to get up and down with these teams. Do you Are you concerned with that kind of thing, or is it just one of those, eh, one of 82, we'll be fine? Uh, I'm a one of 82 because, you know, I've been trying to tell people since the beginning of the season, let them grow. Let them deal with the pains that they're going to have to go through as a young team that is incorporating a superstar player. They're going to be fine, right? They're, I think they're, you know, I, I tell people too, like as long as they finish to me in that top six in the East, successful year, get to the playoffs. If you can win a round of the playoffs, all the better. Get to the playoffs. Make that the goal this season. We can't go from where they were. And listen, the Donovan Mitchell trade, much like the Deshaun Watson trade, Dan, changed everything right and i think it put people's much like the browns i think it put fans expectations way over the top for where they should be considering the, the age of this roster the fact that evan mobley is still too young to buy a beer in ohio um you know darius garland's still growing garland and mobley trying to figure out how to play with mitchell so you know i don't want to see them go on on six and seven game losing streaks um and as you know dan in this league that, that potential can happen at any time. You can get as hot as you can get cold. And depending on who you're playing and your matchups and who's hurt, you know, I'm worried about Darius Garland and injuries going forward. You know, he just seems to have, especially this year, some real rotten luck in, in those kinds of terms. But I'm not, you know, I'm not disappointed at all as to where they're at now, which I believe is, what, 22 and 14. They're playing really well at home. They're going to have to take their lumps on the road. They're going to have to figure it out, Dan. And I think for, for J.B. Bickerstaff and his staff, that is a great thing because you want to be coaching teams that 
are, while they're achieving, they're also facing some adversity because that is where you build character. That is where you find out where your positives and your, and your weaknesses are, and that's how you grow as a team. And I think this young Cavs team has shown us already their potential. It's only going to get better from here, but there's going to be some bumps along the road. Are you have any concern about the development of Evan Mobley inside of this? Because that's what I keep hearing from people all the time is Evan Mobley yeah, is supposed you know, to make the leap. So a little bit, and I'll tell you this. So pregame the other night, I, I, I asked JB that exact question was, are we still seeing, are we seeing less moments of him getting into the lane and thinking rather than acting instinctively? And I think we are seeing less and less of those but we still see some of them, right? Where he kind of gets himself into an awkward situation and he's like, ah, I'm not sure if I can power up. Do I try a spin move here? Do I finesse it? You know, you want to see him still taking those short jumpers from, you know, eight to 10 feet, him making that one power dribble and just going up at the rim and attacking people. You still don't see enough of that. He does some, he does some nuanced things during the game, Dan, that kind of take your breath away for a guy his size, whether it's, you know, a, you know, a drive and kick or some other things. But I think sometimes he forgets he's seven feet tall and he's at the rim and go up and dunk it on somebody. He's got to get a little tougher. And I think that only comes with time. And again, like the whole team, that only comes with experience. So, um, yeah, w- would you like to see him develop to be a, all of a sudden a 27-year-old a five-time all-star? That's not going to happen. It's got to happen organically. But he's, he's definitely got all the tools, and I think he's got the right coaching staff to get him to where he needs to go. Happy New Year to you, Tom. Thank you for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Dan, anytime, brother. We'll see you. Be good. Talk soon. You as well. Be good. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.